Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with David Haworth. Dr. Haworth is the president of PetSmart Charities in the United States and Canada. PetSmart Charities is a nonprofit animal welfare organization that saves the lives of homeless pets. Each year, nearly 500,000 dogs and cats find homes through our adoption program in all PetSmart stores across the United States and sponsored adoption events. Each year, millions of PetSmart shoppers contribute to PetSmart charities to help pets in need by making donations on a pin pad at the register. PetSmart Charities efficiently uses 90 cents of every dollar to support its mission of finding lifelong loving homes for all pets. PetSmart Charities grants more money to directly help pets in need than any other animal welfare group in North America. With a focus on funding adoption and spay-neuter programs that help communities solve pet overpopulation, PetSmart Charities is a 501c3 organization independent from PetSmart, Inc., Prior to PetSmart Charities, Dr. Haworth served as president and CEO of the Morris Animal Foundation, the world's largest non-governmental funding agency for veterinary medical research. He also served as director of global alliances within the business development group at Pfizer Animal Health the largest producer of veterinary pharmaceuticals and vaccines in the world. And before that, a director in Pfizer Animal Health's Research and Development Division, focusing on development and global registration of vaccines and pharmaceuticals for companion animals, dogs, cats, and horses. Prior to joining Pfizer Animal Health, he was an associate veterinarian at a small animal and emergency clinic in Washington State. Dr. Haworth received his Bachelor of Science in Biology from the College of William and Mary and his Doctor of Veterinary Medicine and Doctorate of Philosophy from Colorado State University. He also completed a postdoctoral fellowship at Colorado State University's Animal Cancer Center. David, I just want to welcome you to the show. Thanks, Stacey. It's great to be here. I was wondering if you could share with us how you got started in animal welfare. I'd be more than happy to. You know, there was a survey done veterinarians a few years ago and asked the age at which we knew we wanted to be veterinarians. And the average age was seven. I think I beat that by about three years. I've wanted to be veterinarian my whole life. And it's all been about animals. And in fact, when I was growing up, my mother was really allergic to animals. So we really didn't have any in the house. But we did have three community cats named China Prince and Phantom, who lived in our backyard, and I took care of them every day. That was my job. Oh, that's great. Phantom, I bet, is a popular name. <laughs> she, she was a perfect community cat. You could not get her to stay anywhere. And so you always wanted to be a veterinarian, so you just you followed that track and went on to veterinary school. And then you worked in the private sector for a while, and then the Morris Animal Foundation? Yeah. After my PhD work, I went into private practice in Spokane, Washington. And then after that, went into industry. And every choice since then has been about scale. How can I scale up the impact that I can have on animals? And I've been extraordinarily fortunate to be able to work with extremely great teams all over, both in the private sector and then moving into nonprofits. Morris Animal Foundation is a fantastic organization. And then uh, just recently been able to come here to PetSmart Charities. 
we'll dive right into your efforts with PetSmart Charities. As we all know, PetSmart Charities has done a phenomenal job over the years assisting with spay, neuter, and adoption programs and transport and emergency. I mean, pretty much you name it and they've done it. In your new position at PetSmart Charities, what is happening? Lots is happening uh, is the short answer, but the longer answer has to do going back to our mission. I think from the very beginning, from the mid-90s, PetSmart Charities was established to end homelessness in pets. And pets sort of writ large, small animals, dogs, cats. But the actual execution of that mission has changed and has evolved over the years. As you said, PetSmart Charities, as a strategic grant maker, has been involved in a whole range of aspects of animal welfare, and will continue that. I think we have been undergoing huge changes, both internally as well as the way we try to execute on that mission. And so what's been happening We're doing a full top-to-bottom strategic reassessment, but I can assure everybody out there that all the good work that we've been doing around especially spay and neuter or TNR, about helping adoption and shelter services, all that's going to continue. We're also in a wonderful position where we seem to be growing enough that we can continue that support and then expand into new areas. And really, the only new areas we'll expand into revolve around making sure people and pets get together. So we're able to really celebrate the human-animal bond and that life-giving bond that we have with our pets. One of the things with regards to community cats is oftentimes many of those community cats do become our own adoptive cats. I mean, I have two community cats in my house, and I'm sure many other people do too. And PetSmart Charities, through their adoption centers, has made a tremendous impact in the lives of many cats. My assumption is those adoption centers are operating now, is my understanding correct? They sure are. Yes. In fact, every day we're able to save around 1,400 lives around the country. I think that's one of the hard things for people to wrap their heads around is the scale of our partnership with PetSmart really allows almost mind-bogglingly large numbers. We're closing in on our 7 millionth adoption. It's been facilitated through the PetSmart stores. And that's not 7 million over 100 years. That's 7 million over 20. Last year, we were able to help facilitate 500,000 adoptions through those stores. You know, again, it kind of works out to about 1,400 a day. And the vast majority of those adoptions, by the way, are cats. So we're very pleased with that, and that will not stop. And our partnership with PetSmart has been nothing short of miraculous for so many of those animals out there. Yeah, especially for the foster-based groups that don't have access to facilities. It's really been a game changer for them, I believe. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I think that basic model of partnering with animal welfare organizations of all sizes and shapes, whether that's a fostering program or a rescue organization or a community shelter, in order to get those animals from places where it's harder to adopt them to places like a PetSmart store where it's easier to adopt them, I think that that's just a critical role that we can play. And now let's take a moment to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Flashlight tag was fun when you were a kid, but no one wants to play hide-and-seek with their trap. Find your trap's location quickly and safely, even when you visit it at night, with the Reveal Wild application for Samsung Galaxy, HTC One, Sony, Xperia, and other Android phones. Or go to tinyurl.com forward slash Reveal Wild. So going back to community cats, what do you see looking forward with regards to life for community cats over the next five or 10 years? Do you see there being fewer of them? Do you see greater increase in programs across the country? 
I guess an observation from my perspective is it feels for those of us who have been in this community for a long time that the wind is starting to pick up behind our sails. There are so many organizations that are looking to help community cats and cats in general to move into the adoptions world to find forever homes. And whether those forever homes are outside in communities, in stable colonies, or whether they're inside people's houses, I think that's to be determined. I think that those cats who can and want to live inside people's houses will find homes. So that's one prediction. And then I think the second prediction I would make is that the integration of community cats into society is becoming more and more understood and cast in a positive light. So, you know, I'm, as you probably can tell, extremely optimistic about the future of where our animals are going to be able to live in this country. And I think we've got very few reasons to think that we're going to take a bad turn again. You sound like an optimist, which I am too. So it's nice to chat with an optimist out there. Well, I think there's so much reason for us to be an optimist. I am extremely optimistic, but I am kind of a data-driven guy. And I think we've got a lot of data behind us to show that the bond between humans and animals and the role that animals are playing in our society continues to advance. It's not only the right thing to do, but it's also good business. And it just seems as though we've taken a turn in the last 10 years or so. One thing that I have worked on when I've been looking at programs in Massachusetts, we've been identifying certain communities that we would term them black hole areas that haven't had any community cat programs really in them. So we've focused our targeted efforts, which PetSmart Charities has been known for helping fund targeted spay-neuter programs in the past. So putting your grant maker hat on, do you look strategically across the country sort of for those black hole areas? The short answer is is yes. The longer answer is that PetSmart Charities has gotten to a place where the scope of our impact can be so large when you're receiving from 30 million donors along the course of a year and we're receiving in almost $50 million in donations, you can have a significant impact with that. And so what I've been asked to do by our board of directors is to look for infrastructure, systemic places that we can really make a material impact. That's in getting animals, once they're in the shelter systems, getting them out of the shelter systems. And so when you talk about targeted black hole areas, there are some real good levers that we can pull on to move the needle when it comes to homelessness in animals. And so, yes, targeted spay and neuter blast grants to be able to help facilitate getting animals out of areas where they were just procreating before and get them spayed or neutered. TNR grants to make sure that those communities of cats can become stabilized. We think that that's an important area for us to stay active in. And then also community education grants to help communities better understand that getting your animals spayed and neutered actually stops the problem before it becomes a problem. And so I can assure you we will stay active in all those areas. And for anyone who might be listening who's been waiting for us to open up the opportunities to get grants from PetSmart Charities, I know that's been quiet for the last six or so months. We hope to do that very soon. I think that education component that you mentioned is extremely critical. I've referred to the phrase of Adam and Eve, and until we can solve the problem of Adam and Eve being abandoned, prevent them from being abandoned. I mean, at this point in time, I hope that they at least are spayed and neutered before they're abandoned by going to a low-cost spay-neuter clinic. But we also have these obstacles of ensuring that they don't get abandoned and get enough safety nets in place in the community. And I think education is a big component of that area. 
I couldn't agree with you more. I think that understanding the real reasons why animals are abandoned, either into a shelter system or simply out into the community, understanding the real reasons. Is it a behavioral? Is it economic? Is it just an unfounded belief that they'll be fine if they're out there? I think we can first understand that problem and then find the smart ways to address it. At the end of the day, PetSmart Charities is a strategic grant maker. As I like to tell people, we only have one hammer to make a difference. It's the hammer of money. Now, that's a good hammer to have, but it makes us absolutely reliant on partner organizations to uh, ally with and get the good answers from them on how we can best approach these problems. So we certainly don't think we're the smartest people in the room by any stretch of the imagination. We hope that the best ideas come forward. And that's really what the whole grant making process is about, is bringing forward great ideas, helping us understand why they are. And, you know, at the end of the day, we probably don't have enough money to fund everything, but hopefully we can make a big impact. Well, and you do have the dollars. And I mean, that's a pretty big, you know, role that you play because it is such a significant amount of money and you can make a huge impact with that money. And it's hard to figure out what the architecture is behind it in order to be able to best allocate those funds. It is, but we certainly hope we can make an impact. You know, we wake up every morning, come to work and go home every day, somewhat dissatisfied that we haven't done enough. But that's the good work that we get to do. So looking forward, if there were people interested in finding out about PetSmart Charities now or trying to contact anybody, is there a way for people to reach out to PetSmart Charities or should we just wait for an announcement coming out in the near future? Oh, I think communication is always best if it's two ways, Stacey. So we will do our very best to get the word out. You know, today it's easier than ever with some of the channels that we have at our disposal. But I would also welcome anyone who wanted to email me. It's simply my first letter, last name, D-H-A-W-O-R-T-H at PetSmartCharities.org. And I might have to send that email on to somebody who can answer it better than I can, but I'd be more than happy to get anybody's questions. I'm going to ask you a personal question. If you saw a stray cat on the street, what would you do? What I ideally would do would be take a look, get my hands on her, check her over, see if she is healthy, if she is obviously collared. I assume she probably wouldn't have a collar. I'd feel around to see if if I can tell if she's been spayed or neutered. I would make sure I understood where things were in that community. And I probably would reach out to the closest animal welfare organization that I could. The veterinarian in you wants to make sure she's spayed or neutered so I can. (laughs) My poor dogs and cats get physical exams every time. My wife thinks I'm petting them, but it's just it's the daily physical exam that they have to go through. (laughs) Because you're in the office now. So you're away from that hands on part of it. So your pets are the ones that are now your clients. (laughs) Poor things. They're the only substitute I get for fur time. (laughs) Oh, you probably look at their teeth all the time. (laughs) It would shock even you, I'm sure. (laughs) David, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, Stacey, there's so much I'd like to share. And thank you for having me on the show. I I guess I would just say to everyone who's interacted with PetSmart Charities before, please be patient with us as we go through this change and stay optimistic that we're going to make all the right choices or at least as many as we can. Uh, For those of you who haven't before, it'd be great if you learned a little bit more about PetSmart Charities and the great work that, that we've been able to do. You know, since its inception, PetSmart Charities has given over 
$275 million in grants. And hopefully we've made some pretty big impact. I don't think we've done a great job at educating people about that, but it really has been pretty extraordinary, the amount of work that we've been able to do. We truly stand on the shoulders of giants around here. Yes, I definitely would agree with that. I don't know where we would be in the cat overpopulation problem across this country without the support of PetSmart Charities. So for everybody out there, I definitely want to thank you and thank the PetSmart Charities team for all the work that you've done. I personally have benefited from the mentoring program that PetSmart Charities funded for several years. There have been many groups that really, really learned about TNR, learned what to do, how to start a program. And I would never have had that chance without the support of PetSmart Charities to really learn what was going on across the country and meeting all these groups. And without that, I wouldn't have thought about doing a podcast because I wanted to be able to reach more people. And through the podcast, I can reach more people than just the 50 groups or the emails that I get in. This can go all around the world. And I'm now getting emails from Nepal, from Turkey, Romania, from Italy. So Community Cats is not just a thing for the United States. We're now talking worldwide. So thank you again. Thank you so much for being on the show. And David, I hope in the future when maybe we have some more information, you might be willing to come back on the show. Anytime, Stacey. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And I look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for listening to the Community Cats podcast. If you could go to iTunes and review the show, we'd really appreciate it. When you do, take a screenshot of your review, go to communitycatspodcast.com forward slash review and enter your information and we'll send you a t-shirt. While you're there, don't forget to check out all the ways you can support the content you're passionate about. Thanks, everyone. Ah!